0: This is the Simply Love Jesus Podcast, where we explore life and faith through the lens of one question. What does it mean to simply love Jesus? I'm Aaron Collier and I'm joined by your host, Caleb Davis. What's up, Caleb?
1: Hey, what's up, friends? So excited. We are here. It is September 10th, and it's early, early in the morning. And I'm really excited because we have a, we have a great we have a great episode for you guys. And
0: uh, I, I love the early morning. You should know that.
1: I, I do too uh it's uh, it's r- raining outside which makes it a very very somber somber mood this morning um and it'll be good I, I think i don't know what the rain has to do with our episode but i just i appreciate rainy web day rainy 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 weather I
0: appreciate- well it is not raining here in atlanta georgia it is a nice 89 degrees in the morning and uh it's just a wonderful day here in atlanta
1: we've got we're starting a new series today and uh it's 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 gonna be good stuff it's gonna be good stuff I've been looking forward to this series for a while and been debating on how long I was gonna wait to do this this series and yeah absolutely uh but before before we get to that uh how was how was your week Aaron it's been I feel like I haven't I haven't really talked to you too much this past week
0: you know, um, it's been a great week. There's been a lot that's happened. Uh my family was in town, which is awesome, always a lot of fun. Um, my wife and I celebrated five years of an anniversary, which is so sweet. It's so awesome to know that, you know, we have been living um a life of uh, God glorifying marriage for five years and we can't wait for, you know, eighty five more years or however long the Lord keeps me alive. But, you know, uh, it's been great. It's been a really cool week, um, working on some really fun projects at the church, and um, it's been awesome. It it it's been fun, and my daughter turns one this week, which is crazy. Oh,
1: how do you, How do you
0: raise already almost one? She's one on Saturday. It's crazy. Yeah, it's insane. Oh my gosh,
1: <laughs> that's crazy. Oh my, oh my gosh, she's like the cutest baby. I will. Mean, I one hundred percent agree with that.
0: And then you know the callers. We're going to Disney World next week, so oh we'll my have fun with that. You know, every time I feel like I'm on the podcast, I'm think, telling you that I'm going to Disney World.
1: I know. I think. Oh my dude, this is ridiculous. I can't believe you. You go to Disney so much. I feel. I feel like I should be going to Disney more than anyone. Well, what about your? What about your week? What have you done this week? Yeah. Uh, this week I've. What have I done this week? It's just been a lot of like busy work, getting ready for student ministry stuff. Um, personally, what have I done? Oh, I've been uh, I I've been reading through the Enneagram, been trying to figure decode that thing, and so I've been reading um the Enneagram book, and it's been it's been really an interesting journey. You should read it as well. Um, I feel like it would help. It would uh. It would. The whole goal of the, of the Enneagram and the book and stuff like that is all about like self-awareness. So I feel like uh, with that and it's in the self-awareness thing, it's it's been very helpful there. I've been reading it and it's been interesting trying to learn a lot about myself. Do you know anything about the Enneagram? Have you like are you like some like secret Enneagram guru that I don't even know about?
0: <laughs> i'm not some secret enneagram guru but i do okay. know a lot about it because i feel like that's all people talk about
1: yeah not like like sean darius is like a huge enneagram guru he was talking to me on twitter about it and so yeah it's 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 a uh it's kind of like a personality test but it's it's different from a regular personality test it's all about teaching people self-awareness and teaching but it, and here's here's the thing uh I'm not usually one who likes to feel like I'm being put into a box or anything, but what I've, why I think a lot of people are enjoying it so much, uh, even me, for example, is it's like going to therapy, except not going and paying someone else. You're just getting a book. It's kind of like self-therapy almost in the sense that like, or counseling in the sense that like when you go into therapy or counseling, you know, they ask you these questions and those questions are designed to help you get down to the root of certain things. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That's kind of what, Oh, excuse me. I'm moving moving my microphone, shifting my, shifting my gear around. So listeners can hear me better. (laughs) So it's kind of like, that in in the sense of counseling and how a counselor they'll ask you questions to help reveal things you may have already known about yourself, but just not realize that you knew it, or things that you thought that you knew, and deep down, uh it just it helps bring up a lot of stuff that you just, you like. Obviously, it's down there because you you think it, you feel it. But by asking those questions, it helps expose that. There's the word expose. That's the one I was, you know, most of the time when I talk, it's just me saying words until I can find the one word that I was looking for. And so I'll dance around the word. (laughs) Uh, It's expose. It helps expose a lot. And through that exposure, you grow and mature and you learn more about yourself and you gain more self-awareness. Well, that's the same for the Enneagram. It's designed to help expose what motivates you um and how your personality shifts in comparison to when you're stressed or in comparison to when you're healthy and it helps expose to you like why you're motivated in the ways that you are motivated and so the enneagram is based off of a shape which is an enneagram shape and that's a nine shaped figure which represents nine different types of personalities the author of the book that I'm reading, the book is called The Road Back to You. <laughs> Sorry, I had to yawn. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, I, had to, I had to yawn. It's it's early. Uh, the, the book that I'm reading is called The Road Back to You. And the author is, like, legitimately, like, hilarious. He, there's been a couple of moments where he has... Like things that I've never thought I'd have. I've never had this moment before where I'm like literally reading a book and I'm like audibly laughing out loud because of what I'm reading in the book. And it, what he wrote was super funny. And I can't explain that. It was just there's certain things that he writes that literally makes me laugh. It's hilarious. So anyways, that's been fun. I've been going through the Enneagram journey and uh, the journey of self-discovery. Really what these people were inspired by uh, when they when wrote this book. Uh, Ironically, it comes from a quote from John Calvin, and the quote was, Without knowledge of self, there is no knowledge of God. series very excited about this so this new series that we're going through is called taking back religion and i know when i say those words it sounds very provocative and it kind of makes me happy (laughs) Um, i don't know i just enjoy i'm just weird i just enjoy this this i enjoy very eye grabbing things or things that make you raise your eyebrows those things are what gets me up in the morning I feel like every every topic you choose raises eyebrows a little bit. Oh, yeah. That's what I like to hear. So, <laughs> uh, so the topic is uh, taking back religion. And so what we want to talk about, and here's kind of a broad overview for listeners, what you're going to be getting yourself into. So for these past couple of years, I have noticed a trend that has started getting a lot bigger and the f- first time i ever heard this trend was back in early middle school one of the things that i heard which was so common was we would people would say that christianity is not a religion it's a relationship with christ mm-hmm. and at the time that sounded like very sexy it was like ooh when i heard that it you know at the time it sounded very attractive and it sounded very interesting. But as the years have gone on, I've seen that phrase used more and more. And I've seen it in... Uh, Aaron, you said you've you've seen it said in different contexts. Yeah, I mean, I've heard it in different contexts. Uh, like, I, I've, I've heard it all kinds of different ways. I've seen that used more and more. And it's even gone as far. And I, it's been interesting. Even in recent years, I've seen it even more, more so. So I was listening to this podcast or uh, uh, the the other day, and it was and there were, these guys were interviewing this this girl who had recently been expelled from Bethel's School of Supernatural ministry in Reading California, so Bethel Bethel Church Bethel music, whatever uh and she was expelled because she believed that Bethel is actually not teaching the gospel. And is leading people away from Jesus. Now, whether you think that's right or not, I'll leave that up to you. You can go listen to the podcast for yourself. But what happens is that's what she believed that was happening, and so she kind of started teaching and trying to ask questions. And it didn't, and it didn't turn out so well in her favor. She kept asking questions and trying to talk to supervise, and nothing was happening. And eventually, because she was trying to talk to her students, eventually they just got her expelled. But but anyways, I'm not gonna get too much into that. I don't I don't wanna I don't wanna be that guy. Uh, but well, the point is, in her interview, she talked about one of the things that they were they are taught at Bethel is whether explicitly taught or it's something implicitly taught. I'm not sure. Something that's just weaved in their culture is the idea that if someone is Being legalistic, I think, is what they're going for. Something that would remind you esque of the Pharisees in Jesus' day, they would say that that person has a religious spirit. And that struck me as very odd because the only time you use that language is like if you're, like if someone has a demonic spirit, you know, like an unclean spirit, if someone has a spirit of depression or a spirit of whatever, you know, you hear these things used in Pentecostal circles a lot. But when then, but then when you take it to a whole other level, when you say a person has a religious spirit, that definitely implies a certain line of thinking. That implies that you're telling me that there is a demon that is influencing people to think in a way that aligns with organized religion. It just strikes me as very. What's the word I'm looking for, Erin?
0: Alarming. Uh, concerning.
1: Yeah, and concerning because of this. And this is what drives us into this podcast series. And so this is gonna be multiple episodes. And so this is more of an introduction overview of what we're gonna be talking about. But what it why it concerns me is because Christianity is a religion. Like we are a religion. A religion, by definition is let me get my Googles up for you just so you can know. A religion is a belief in worship of a superhuman controlling power, especially in a, a personal god or gods. So it's just a particular system of faith and worship. So we are a religion. It's a it's a social cultural system designed, designated practices morals, worldviews, etc. with a sanctified text of or scriptures. The idea is that we we are a religion. And so it's concerning when we when we try to for years and years, ever since I was in middle school, slowly and slowly and slowly trying to push away from this idea that we're not a religion. And because by pushing away from that, what that is doing is eventually when the more that you push away with it from it, and we separate ourselves from it, we're gonna. It's gonna grow to where people are gonna start accepting that cre- that God is not unique. That God is. This is this is ultimately my concern. Maybe you can share your concerns, Aaron, of why it's dangerous for us to think that somehow religion is the problem. Because the more that we push against Christianity being a religion. In in my eyes, what that is slowly doing is it's slowly leading us down the path, and I could connect the dots. It would just take a really long time to see to point out all the things I've observed over the years. So the the concern is that the more that we push away from religion and Christianity, and you try to separate those two, eventually that's just going to lead to a place where we're gonna it's going to be acceptable for people to think that God is not unique or holy. But in fact, God is everything. He's in all things. Um, He's He's the trees. He is the grass. He's, and it becomes this very mother nature esque life force. Uh, and then, therefore, every every belief at that point it doesn't matter if you're Christian, Muslim, or anything. It just you just believe. If you just believe in the divine, then oh, you're now you're now in. <laughs> Does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Know. So I think to I think we have to not. So a lot of times we think something's right or we we think this is the thing to do but like we need to know what the facts are before we just go with thought. Um I say it a lot in my ministry but like we have to know the facts before we let feelings get involved because obviously if we let feelings take the front seat then feelings are going to make us feel a lot of things when factually they're a facts tell us what is truth, what is Uh, Sound and that's where doctrine and theology and faith and religion and God's word all come into play.
1: So that being said, what we're going to talk about one why this is a problem, which we just you know we kind of briefly overviewed this like why this is a problem. There is concerns that both I and Aaron have about what this line of thinking will do, but then ultimately to show you that like organized religion isn't the problem. I hope you understand that. Like, it's not it's not the problem. What what is what is the problem, Aaron? Like, it's a very it's a very simple answer. But
0: <laughs> I I mean, the problem is people <laughs> people make things a bigger deal than they need to make them. And
1: uh, <laughs> I don't know. There's... yeah, but ultimate ultimately, what it it's not the issue with why Christianity. There's issues in Christianity. There's issues in the world. There's issues in religion. Sure. Ultimately, the answer is not religion. The answer is, is sin. Yeah, 100%. You know, it's the, absolutely. It's the, it's the evil within people's hearts. That's the problem. And that's what has to be fixed. And that takes the form of different things and how we selfishly cling on to things and try to control them and make them into what we want them to be. And ultimately, the problem is sin. That's ultimately the problem, not religion. In fact, and what we want to talk about is that religion is, um, religion is actually, can be a very beautiful thing, and we want to take time in this podcast not only to help you show, or help show you that religion is not the problem, but we actually want to take time to also show you the beauty in religion, the history, the different practices, the things that are just, they're very, it's very beautiful, and what it can do to a society, what it can do to an individual when we embrace Christianity as a religion, and we embrace that it is something that has been passed down to us from generation to generation, and it is something that to know that like when when i'm when someone is baptized to know that you are doing something that people have been doing for two thousand years, there's something very somber in about that there's mm. something very beautiful to recognize that like for thousands of years this is how people have professed they believe they're christian is by you know this this baptism it's so keeping things as a very brush overview and then next episode we're going to get into the specifics so next episode i'm going to get super historical and i'm going to explode with nerdism and it's going to be great <laughs> i
0: think that's what we i think that's what we love about you
1: yeah so next episode i get to just like unleash the beast of my nerdism and like all my historical is
0: nerdism an actual word?
1: I don't think it is. I made it up. It's a. It's my word. I'm gonna, you I'm you making,
0: could call it. You could call it nerdyism.
1: Nerdy. No, nah, it's nerdism. Nerdism. Is a, <laughs> it, it sounds better. <laughs> I'm claiming it today. Uh, um, uh, let's find out. What is. What is. Is nerdism a word? Um, nerdism is a word. <laughs> yeah. Nerdism. Dang it though. I was kind of hoping it wasn't a word because I was gonna claim it. <laughs> nerdism. I mean, when it in is doubt, a word. Theory, theory knows <laughs> that's, all, right? It's not as fun. Anyways, I'm going to explode with nerdism in our next episode uh, because next episode is all going to be about, like, the history of hating religion. Like, where does this – what is this rooted in? And I And it goes back – Further, it, you know, there's certain key moments in history. You can go to, you know, some of the great awakenings and then how that affected culture, but then it goes all the way back to like even Catholicism and when we left England, but then that goes even back to the Crusades and then that goes even back to Judaism. Oh, it goes so far back, and it's, ooh, I love seeing how these things are connected. And then, uh, so we're gonna be, we'll talk more about that, and I'll, you know, I'll explode with, uh, with nerd energy, and it'll be. Something to experience on its own, but to keeping this as a broad overview, what we want to talk about it throughout this podcast, and what our hope is is that by the end of this one, hopefully you'll start shifting your language and not saying that Christianity is not a religion. Our hope is that you would realize that Christianity is a religion, and it's a relationship it's in a religion that is so unique because it's expressed through relationship oof that's just yeah sorry i don't mean to sound really like arrogant or anything but i kind of just blew my own mind when i said that (laughs) i kind of said that without thinking and then i just like oh yeah that's anyways sorry i some done it's okay so (laughs) anyways i'm sorry (laughs) uh so it's our hope is that by the end of this you will begin to understand that Christianity is Mm -hmm. a religion because, but it's the best religion. It's the, it's a religion and it's the greatest religion (laughs) and it's beautiful. And your relationship with God can be so much richer when you embrace that and understand that it is a religion expressed through relationship. And that's what makes it so unique and makes it separate (laughs) from all others. And how even that language right there to be set apart, is so rooted in the Bible and what God desired for Israel, what he desires in now, you know, through, through Christians, his, his chosen, his people that he, that is to be set apart is to be set apart and be different and to be separate. And yet though we're set apart, we're not completely, we're Mm. not completely cut off. It's the example. It's, it, in. Jesus, or God, when he was talking, uh, see things I want to talk about, I'm going to save them for next week, though. But just to briefly sprinkle some, some thoughts in your mind. When God commanded Israel the Ten Commandments and the law, he did it to help set them apart. Why? Because it goes back to the promise from Abraham in the book of Genesis where it says, you know, I will bless those who bless you and I'll curse those who curse you. And through you, all nations will be blessed. And so God wanted to set apart Israel. He wanted them to be separate and to be set apart and to look different than every other nation in the world. But what God didn't do, God didn't all of a sudden just say, you know what? You're not a nation. You're a fam. Oof. He didn't. he, He said, no, you're a nation. But you're gonna be different than everyone else. Why? Because you're gonna be mm. the example of what the greatest nation should look like, and through that, how we all can experience the re- a relationship with God through your example. And it's the same with religion. It's we're it's it's we're not getting rid. We shouldn't get rid of religion, as so many have tried to do, have tried to do <laughs> in their line of thinking. We're not getting rid of it. We're being we're set apart. We're being set apart. Because we're not just a religion; we're gonna, we're the greatest religion. Because, and we're showing people what it looks like to be set apart and to be different. And yet, through that, we're showing to be we're the example. We're being the example, and through that, people can then see why they should join us and believe in Jesus and join this religion. Why it's why it's better, why it's the best. I love it. And huh. I love it? it. Sweet, and so keeping it also very broad is one thing that we want to ask: is in this context, what does it mean to simply love Jesus? How does at that question? What does it mean to simply love Jesus? How does that affect what we're talking about? Do you have any? You have any initial initial thoughts before I explode again with?
0: No, I think what you're saying is really. I think what you're saying is really good, and I think, um, what we in the context of once we truly understand what it means to simply love Jesus, all of these things fall in place and fall in line. And um, I think that Caleb is going to paint a great picture on what it does mean to simply love Jesus, even in this context, even in things that seem so small but are so much larger than what we could even imagine.
1: Yeah. Uh, a couple. So, uh, I don't know why my brain just farted. So it just. Uh, could you say that last word that you just said again, like that last sentence again?
0: You know, it's early, so I, I don't remember what I said. <laughs> but if you uh, want to hear the last phrase I just said, just take your uh, scroll back about twenty four that's,
1: seconds. That's very true. That's what we both just <laughs> we both just forgot what we were saying. that's funny okay (laughs) um all right so let's just ask this question again and then i want you to let's revisit it let's revisit it and then we'll then we'll call it a day so we'll revisit so aaron in this context what does it mean to simply love jesus in the context of all that we're talking about and how does it shape how we view this issue
0: Well, I mean, um, I I think there's many different aspects on this, but I think what it means to simply love Jesus in this context is it means to live by his law, follow him, and abide in his truth.
1: Mm. Yeah, live by his law, abide in his truth, absolutely. Do you think that— choosing to simply love Jesus what that what that means is is my sincere desire to know who God is as a person that my love for his love for me would influence my love for him and the more that i love him would do you think that it would begin to shape my fascination with the with the my fascination with his commands and the, and the, the religious commandments, so to speak, the very religious things that God asks me to do. Do you think that a love, that love for God and a desire to know Him as a person would actually enrich and deepen this fascination and appreciation for, um, yeah, the the religious things, I guess that God asks us to do.
0: It should. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think so too. I think so too so uh you know before we we peace out we're gonna we're gonna call it call it a day with this episode and we'll we'll post another one soon for you all but before we uh we peace out on this episode uh a couple couple shout outs uh to Chillhop music for letting us use their their songs uh the songs that we're using today is called i, wanna, I don't want to get this wrong but I'm, I'm gonna butcher this name because it looks very—it looks very complicated. But it's uh, Stan Forby is the artist, and the song is called Possums and Popcorn, I don't know, something like that. Pops, possums or uh, possums or popcorn—I don't know. And the next one is uh, the song is called um, is by Tane, and the song is called Zen. The two super cool songs very thankful to chill Hot music for letting us use their music for free on our podcast, um, to help spice it up for you guys. <laughs> so anyways, uh, thank you all for tuning in. Uh, very, very grateful. Do us a favor and share this podcast with someone. Um, I'm now realizing usually I ask people to leave a review and, and stuff like that. Subscribe, definitely subscribe, but usually I ask people to leave a review and realizing that um not all of our listeners listen on itunes some of them listen a lot of them listen on spotify so just do us a massive favor we we really appreciate you listeners and uh share this with someone else um we 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 enjoy the community that's being cultivated here and i think it's it's a slow growth but i think it's a fun growth of listeners who who really learn a lot from what we talk about and so looking forward to the rest of rest of these episodes and uh yeah yeah follow us on instagram and twitter at slj ministries and we'll see you guys we'll see you guys soon